0: Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this afternoon and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, and in the midst of us, regardless of all that's going on around us. I'm excited today. I always say because it it's true. It's like a boring saying, but it's true. We need to be grateful for what God is doing for us, with us, and in the midst of us, regardless of everything that's going on. Today, and we all know this day that we're living in a whole lot of stuff going on everywhere. Everywhere around us, with people that we know, and all kinds But today I'm excited, that's another day's journey that God brought us. He didn't have to allow us to see another day because some people didn't see today, so. Amen. I'm excited for that. And the Lord will see another day. You know, today I want to talk to you about an interesting topic, almost oh, as topic that, Uh, The Lord gave me an interesting topic, but today I want to talk to you about an interesting topic called mercy. Now, mercy is an interesting topic because it's what helps us get where we want to go. Bow your head for a moment, please. Father, God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you asking that you would forgive us of our sins and cleanse our heart, mind, and soul. Hide me behind the cross of Calvary. Oh, magnify yourself through me and touch the hearts and minds of the people. Oh, God, encourage their hearts to walk with you today. God, those listening to watching the broadcast, television broadcast, or podcast, however they may be watching this broadcast. I receive them and I ask you to touch their lives, but the yokes in their life and meet the needs of their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, today, Amen. mercy is important. But a lot of people really don't know what mercy is. God's kind of mercy. A man, man generally don't show much mercy today. Man is not so much interested in being a, 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 a gracious to other people, but they won't be able to be gracious that them. Get your Bible and let's go to Psalm sixty-two and chapter, as uh, Psalm sixty-two, and verse twelve. Psalm sixty-two and verse twelve, and it says as follow. Listen to that. Also unto thee, O Lord belongeth mercy, for Thou renderest to every man according to his work. Let me read that again. Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou renderest to every man according to his work. Ah. Did you hear that? Mercy belongs unto God. He is the author of mercy. He is the maker of mercy. But he gives every man mercy according to his work. Not according to somebody else's work. Not according to what somebody else did, but according to their work. which what the scripture says here. Look at that verse. Mercy also went went to thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy, for thou renderest every man according to his work. God gives every man mercy, according to his. So if your works that you do does not qualify, you ain't getting it. Did you hear what I just said? God give mercy according to every man's works. You better make sure your work is meeting up to what God's mercy requirements are. I'm telling you. You better make sure that your works that you do, and how you treat people every day, meets up to the requirements of God's mercy. No. you ain't getting it. I know, you can't see the things about the things of God, you can't buy them, that's the thing, you can't buy them. You can't buy God's love, you can't buy God's grace, you can't buy God's mercy. You can't buy salvation. You can't buy eternal life. You can't buy the Holy Ghost. You can't buy the things of God. Isn't that something you can You can buy just about anything on this planet. You can buy women. You can buy children. You can buy a car. You can buy a house. But you cannot buy God's mercy. (laughs) I like that. I like that. So the super rich can't buy God's mercy. They can give churches and religious organizations all their money. They still can't buy God's mercy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. They can't buy God's mercy. They can't buy salvation. They can't buy eternal life. I don't care what priest they went to. He can't offer you eternal life because he he's not the author. No priest, no bishop, no apostle, no pope has the power to save. They don't have power to give eternal life. It can help damn your little mom. <laughs> They can help send you to a flame into fire eternally, then they can send you into glory. This scripture said that God rendereth every man mercy according to his herd. Everybody, based off the works you do, that's the type of mercy you get. Well, if you ain't showing nobody no mercy, oh well, you know what you get out of that mercy. What is it you think mercy really is? Do you think mercy is where you can do whatever you want? And then God says, it's okay. I'm going to let you get by. But that's not God's mercy. That's foolishness. People think uh, mercy means that it's going to let you get away with what you're doing because you're so-and-so, are you? You did so-and-so, and and you know so-and-so. But that's not God's mercy. Amen. God's mercy don't work the way man's do. See, you got to understand something about God. God is not like us. That's one of the things I love about God. You know, I made a statement some time ago that preachers tell on themselves. And it's true, we do. If you take time, and stop what you're doing and listen to our messages. Your hands talk about what we love about God. Your hands your talk about what we love about life. Your hands talk about ourselves or what we do and what we don't do, what we agree with, what we don't. You'll find out about us. Then you'll know where to send your money. I was listen to Pastor T and She was talking this morning about what one of the things she loved about God. And I was saying to myself, wow, just like I always say, Preachers tell what they love about God. If you hear if you, if you listen to a preacher or watch a preacher or go to a church and the preacher never talks about he love about God, I would get away from him. Amen. Or her. i get away from because they never talk about what they love about God. They don't love him. Amen. People that love somebody talk about that person. Oh, y'all don't know. Y'all got to hear me today. People that love somebody, they talk about them. People that love God, they talk about them. Say, this is what I love about God. God, I love about God. But they never talk about what they love about God. They don't love Him. And they don't know it. They're just some bystander. I heard something about it. I heard her talk about it. A lot of preachers today, they only go by what somebody told them, but they don't know God. Ah. This scripture says that God rendered every man mercy according to his work, not according to anybody work. That's very interesting when you look at life, that mercy is important. God renders every man according to his mercy. All right, let's move on. Let's go to Hosea chapter 6. We're talking about mercy today. Hosea chapter six. Somebody say, I can't find it. Listen here, take your time and look. Hosea chapter six and verse six. says, Listen to this. For I desire mercy and not sacrifices and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. For I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and not in the knowledge of God more than burnt offering. That's interesting, right? To desire mercy, God wants us to show mercy more than he wants us to do sacrifice. See, some people would like to do sacrifice, but they won't show mercy unto other people. Oh, y'all ain't hear me this morning, afternoon. Some people will do things to be sacrificial before the church to look good. They'll go out of their way to do certain things, but they won't show people mercy. Oh, y'all ain't hand me. They'll do certain things to make certain financial sacrifices, or do certain things for the church that's like a sacrifice. They'll sacrifice their time. They'll do all this stuff, help the pastor, etc., etc., etc. But somebody that they know they need to show mercy to, they refuse. Look at what that verse says. For our desire mercy, not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offering. See, that's us. We like, oh yeah, oh, because you know what? You giving going up, giving offerings and all that, making sacrifice. And nice offerings, the pastor said they need everybody that can make a sacrifice for $500. We're doing X, Y, and Z, or we have a guest coming out, whatever the case, you're gonna make it your business. That's going to be a burnt offering. So it's going to talk the Lord. You're going to scrape up that $500. But I'm going to tell you something. That scripture says something before that. It says a desire. Okay, it says for a desire mercy and not sacrifice. And the knowledge of God more. Knowledge of God is knowledge of his word. Everybody need to understand that the knowledge of God is his word. Who God is. Get to know God for yourself. But you, I, I want to tell you something. You got to get to know God according to his word, not according to what somebody said. The Bible said he sent his word and healed them and delivered from, from their destruction. You got to get to know that for yourself. You got to find that in the Bible. That's don't go by what I said. That's don't go by that I said that. Look at it. Check it out in the Bible for yourself. See if it's really there. Because I find that a lot of preachers and teachers say things that the Bible don't say. They'll, they'll make like it's in the Bible. Oh, yes, they do. You got to make sure what these jokes are saying is in that word. Because if you don't, you'll be believing lies. All right, many a time preaching the same part of a scripture. And then sometime I go back and we to say, "Oh wow, they forgot the rest of the scripture." They'll say the part that they like, and they'll tell you the rest. And, uh, you gotta you you gotta follow preaching when they preach, and you gotta read those scriptures. And nowadays a lot of preachers want to use all these uh super super uh uh, uh, uh uh um translations. And then some of these super translations take scriptures totally out of the Bible. I want to tell you something God's word has said in heaven. Amen. So, the scripture says here in Hosea chapter 6, verse 6, it says, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. God wants you to know who He is. Amen. God wants you to know Him according to the word, not according to church tradition. Amen. Not according. To rule the regulation of a church, not according to fame and fortune who's popular, because you know they have some churches where a lot of movie stars go to, you know. But they got to make sure that they they have their religious stuff, everything, everything all, everything all in there the way they want. They have it where everybody's there, and they come in they have it. They have it set where everybody comes. Just trying oh, to oh, just be, but they have it where. Uh, the preachers, famous people, famous people come in. They have famous members, movie stars, entertainers, singers. None of that things God. Two those people repent of their sin. Their affiliation with organizations means nothing to God. Absolutely essential. And those organizations mean absolutely essential until they're but the scripture here is telling us that God desires that you. Have His knowledge, have His word. Are you serving a God you don't know who is? Don't be like the people in the Bible that was serving the unknown God. They were serving the unknown God. They didn't know who He was. People such suckers. I'm, I'm serious. People says, I'm going to church like it. They go to a church and they like what they hear the preacher saying, but never verify it with the Bible. Uh, did you hear me? A lot of people like to go to churches because it sounds good, but they never take time to verify if the Bible say what that preacher says. That would mess a lot of people if they don't take time to hear preaching, preaching, but they never take time to verify. Is this man preaching the gospel? Is he really telling what the Bible said. Oh, you'll be shocked. Now, a lot of them are not. Some of them are learned. They just heard stuff. It's it's hard to find a a really, really solid, trained person preacher that has, has learned of God's word, that know God and know the moving of the spirit of God today, it's very hard to find them. I'm not talking about if somebody just went to some theological seminar and all that and got some PhD. I ain't talking about that. Anybody can do that. I'm talking about somebody that's been seasoned in God's word and know God's word and are led by the spirit of God and then they could get up there and get found on the all those PhD people and PhD people got and they can't figure out what that person is saying, but that person they got, that anointing from God, they're going to expound on that scripture and reach many souls. See, it's not about what who you are. It is not about your degree. I'm not against education, but it's not about your degree when it comes down to God's word. It's about you obeying God's word. You experiencing God's minis- uh, mercy. It's you being called into God's service. The Bible said many are called, few, few are chosen. And you want to know why? Why so many, few are chosen? Not many, not million. You know why? Because most of them, he can't trust them. Everybody pastoring churches, whether large or small, are not caught by God. Some of them got their T.H.D.s and PhDs and whatever else they got. They got all kinds of stuff. And they started the church because they, they got what it takes according to man. And that's where they mess up. This is not about according to man. This is why Hosea chapter 6 and verse 6 says, I desire mercy, for I desire mercy, not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offering. Oh, yeah, it takes money to run a ministry. Let's not be foolish. And then, that it don't take money to run ministry. It does, just like a home just like a home. It's true it's a fact. It takes money to run a home. What destroyed a lot of marriages is money more than adultery and all this other stuff. It's money. Because when they can't pay the rent and the mortgage I and mean, their problem, Everybody gonna be in the street. The kid's gonna be in the street and that wife ain't gonna have that. She, not, she don't wanna deal with that talk about he ain't got no money to pay the rent. The mortgage and they got little kids. You don't wanna have that. Oh, that woman don't want to hear that, beloved. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all got those kids that take care. He talking about ain't no money. Why? Oh, you said you had what happened to the money? He done did something with it. Gotten some program and lost the money on gambling or the way some shit. That woman don't want to hear that. Burn off for the sacrifices that's made, that you make, that you really don't have to make. That's the now listen to this I'm a pastor And I have financial needs for the ministry But I'm I'm realistic Honest honest also Because listen to this I have a friend The other girl we was talking And she was upset about something that happened Right. So she said you know all I'm going to do I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do I'm going to pay my tithes and my offering I ain't giving them another dime That's what she said Now God heard her but she was being honest. She, thought, she was saying, I'm not giving them nothing out Because they're supposed to be trusting God just like me. And I got to take care of my home. I got to make sure I pay my bills. I'm going to make sure my bills, man, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to pay my tithes and my offering. But I'm not giving them nothing else. So I tell people, listen, take care of the first thing first. Now, under the Old Testament, they gave 10%. I teach both. I teach the 10% and the first fruit. So oh, if you want to give uh, the first fruits of what you have, that's up to you. Or you want to give ten percent of your earnings, that's up to you. But take in your ten percent. Are you your first fruit or give an offering? I don't, well, first of all, I don't bring nobody for nothing. I ask. That's it. But you should take care how take care of ministry. If you are part of it, you watch it and stuff like that. You should be able, uh, even if you do you have you belong to another ministry and you watch this ministry. Five or ten dollars, who cares? You do it from your heart and God will prosper you. I know somebody God is prospering. They send it because surprised me when they sent a little offering. I, I, I know they don't have it, but God keep blessing them. So I don't I don't get about God blesses them. You don't want to mess people up, they bless. Them. But the thing here is God desires knowledge of you to have knowledge of His word more than you make a super sacrifice. People like to make big sacrifices so they look good. God don't care about that. God cares more about what you do in secret than what you do openly because he can reward you openly. What you do what you do openly before everybody, what reward do you have before God? You reward. What reward do you have? Amen. When you do doing all this stuff in front of everybody, there is no reward. I know church to tell you everybody that can stand up, and I want you all to stand up if you got everybody got a hundred dollars stand up. They lost their reward right then and there because it wasn't done in secret. If the preacher wasn't so greedy and dumb, this is what he would do. Everybody that can give a hundred dollars, an offering, extra orphan of a hundred dollars, and bring it on. Everybody come on during an time, just drop it in the basket. Now those people are gonna get rewarded. No, everybody not getting rewarded back by a hundredfold. But that's not the scripture. I know preachers teach that everybody's gonna get a hundredfold, but that's not scripture. You got to follow what the scripture, someone gets a hundred, someone gets sixty, or whatever the scripture says. It ain't going to be all that, and it ain't going to all be your money. So everybody come and give that extra hundred dollars, they're going to receive whatever blessing that God has for them out of that. From the long as they're giving it from their heart, God going to bless them. But if they ain't giving it from their heart, they ain't getting none. You got to you gotta really follow the scripture. You got to really follow the scripture. God would rather you give a dollar from your heart than give $500 with, out of grieving and bitterness. Ah, oh, yeah, I got to read. I know that's not popular. Of course it's not, but it's true. It's so the scripture tells us, beloved, real quick. I desire mercy and I sacrifice and the knowledge of God Morning, burn burnt off. And let's follow that scripture. Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16. And verse six, look at that verse. This is what we need. Verse six says, a proverb chapter 16 says, by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord man, the man depart from evil. Look at that verse again. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from it. Eat. By mercy, God mercy, and the truth of his word, iniquity and purge, our sins are forgiven, when we repent, because the blood was shed on that mercy seat in heaven. And by the truth that we accept Jesus Christ as the Son of the living God, and that he died and he rose on the third day, and we receive into our, our life. How iniquities are purged. Because the Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. His blood was already shed. There's a song. I know a little of a song. I'm not a great singer. But I have a little of song I want to sing to y'all. Don't put your fingers in your hands. <laughs> gonna Okay. Now, this is a song. It's a well-known song. But the Lord kept bringing his song back to me. Oh, my goodness. I went to sleep here hearing it's uh, a <clears throat> yeah some of y'all know it it's called mercy it says mercy rewrote my life mercy rewrote my life I could have fallen down my soul cast down mm-hmm. But mercy rewrote my life. For oh, yes, I traveled this road. All wrong, all wrong, excuse me, all wrong. My heart lost its joy and song, but God placed me where I am. Hallelujah. But mercy rewrote my life, hallelujah. Mercy rewrote my life, it's a true song. Hallelujah, hallelujah. glory, 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 glory. Because right. I have a friend. He was, kept falling in adultery, adultery and adultery, Has falling in adultery. And he got his life together. One day he was driving down the road and he heard this song. He had to pull over and listen to the song. And he would listen to how God rewrote his life Amen. through his mercy. Through his gracious, gracious mercy. So look at that verse. So um, Proverbs 16 and 6 says, Proverbs 16 and 6 says, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil by finding out who God is. Men turn away from being wicked. Men turn away from their sin because they learn who God is. By the mercy seat of God, where Christ's blood was shed, and the truth of his god word we're able to obtain eternal life through jesus christ amen amen only through that other than that our self-righteousness our wealth our great singer our great drum player our great whatever we think we have meaningless to god Meaningless. it don't move him it don't face him it don't rock him it don't do nothing you hear a lot of people that sing songs, and you say, oh, they want to make a great gospel sing, because that's what they were supposed to be. But they choose the world. But the end is going to be destruction if they don't repent. Gifts and calling comes without repentance. You can have all the gift of preaching and singing you want. You can be the greatest mathematician on earth, but if you don't repent of your sins, you're going to be lost, the greatest <laughs> mathematician. Those that's watching the television broadcast, let me pray for you real quick. Father, in Jesus' name, ask you to touch every liberal soul watching this television broadcast right now. I ask that you sir, help them surrender their life to you. I break in, break every yoke in their life. I plead the blood of Jesus, oh God. Let your mercies touch their lives, oh God. Let them repent of their sins, oh God, and come to you and serve you in Jesus' name. But this thing about mercy that is important. The scripture here says, by mercy and truth, iniquity and courage. And by the fear of the Lord, man, depart. Depart mean to walk away, to get going, move away from iniquities and sin and evil doing evil. As before I was just saying that some people could do all the sacrifice they want, but they won't show nobody no mercy. You're only fooling yourself, beloved. Mercy must be shown. Now, showing mercy to everybody is not easy, but it's something you must do. You're on a job and you got people, or you live in a country where they're fighting against you for being saved and all that, you still got to show those people mercy, but you don't want to miss out on eternal life because of them. You may be in a country where they don't want nobody called a Christian. Be a child of God. And they may persecute you daily, proclaiming the name of Christ. Love them. Some of them may repent of their sin. I just say, all. Make sure you live in, make sure you don't have malice and hatred and bitterness in your heart. In these three countries, such as America, we take all that for granted. But I want you to know, you that's listening to this podcast and other countries, or wherever you may be. God loves you and he's concerned about you, but you must be faithful to him. Regardless of how hard the trials and the tests are because there's a greater, greater reward. That's right, there's a greater reward. When we allow God's mercy to consume us so there's no iniquity in our lives. We need God's mercy. That's why I sing that song, because it's true. It also applies to me, because it's God's mercy. And I have to be here today. I could have died the, when I was sick with the virus. I could have died just like a lot of other people. I could have died, and have been nothing nobody could do? They could have put me on the ventilator, and I'd die. There could have been nothing nobody could do for me. I know preachers that died. I know people that were the perfect health that died. I know people that was a perfect health, young people. They were run around saying oh, no only old people getting the virus and dying lies. People still dying from it. Some people that have the vaccine still died. I'm not against the vaccine. I'm just saying some people that have it still died. Because it doesn't um it doesn't cover underlying their sicknesses. And sometimes what happens is the virus evokes the uh, health issue that they had. They mess with their kidneys, their lungs, all kind of thing. So it's God's mercy. I'm here today. Ain't nothing good on me. I can't run out Oh, I didn't I ain't done nothing. Cause I was laying in that bed, I couldn't do nothing. Amen. My wife had to feed me or try to feed me. I wouldn't even eat. And I love to eat. Don't make no mistake. I love to eat. Amen. But it's mercy. This is why the scripture says this in 16 of Proverbs. In verse six, it says, "By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and the fear of the Lord man depart from evil." What if he had a little? These guys run around teaching this prosperity ministry. They ain't telling you the truth. They lie to you just to get money. <clears throat> Most people don't even understand the prosperity ministry. for them from preaching. It's not for the people. That's what's so funny about it. They don't even know. They are teaching you verse 30 because you got to give them a whole lot of money. <laughs> it's for them, Not for you. You the suckers that they suck in and they take all your money. Oh, yeah. Then you got the false prophets coming about. They know when Jesus is coming. Well, if you dumb enough to follow anybody that know when Jesus come. when the Lord Jesus Christ himself said, I don't know. Only my father knows. And you know, if Jesus wasn't told when, and the angels wasn't told when, he, God sure ain't telling no man. He ain't telling no. Ain't nobody above Christ, and humans are not above angels. So none of them know. All were told. You following a man that's saying he knows when Jesus come? You's a dummy. You are willfully ignorant of God's word. That's called willful ignorance because it's right in the Bible that said no man knows the day nor the hour. Now you keep running behind all these preachers saying they know that mercy of God is not going to be shut on you because you deliberately rebelling against God's word. It's right, it's, right, it's right in here. It's right in this word. It's already settled in heaven. But my pastor said, your pastor could say he knows when Jesus is coming back. Oh, he wants That's his prerogative, but I know one thing. He's going to be lost for lying on God. God ain't telling nobody when Jesus comes back, and I'm so glad. You know why I'm glad? Because ain't nobody going to have nothing over me. Because I know if everybody knew when Jesus was actually coming back, they would live like a dog, including me, probably. That's right. I'm human. If I knew when Jesus comes back, I'd probably do my thing, and then get right there right before he comes. You know, I'm not gonna be a hypocrite about it. I'll probably be out there having a good time living like a devil. And I know Jesus coming, I'm gonna get right. I know oh, he's coming an hour. Let me go get holy. Hmm? Uh, let me go get holy. And these preachers run around teaching these lies that they know when Jesus comes back. nobody know Harold Campion was a lie and he went to hell. it's a How do you know? Because the Bible says the better hangman this hang around your neck than the mislead God's people. I know what the words say. I'm seasoned in God's word. I didn't get here yesterday. I'm not a paid for preacher. I'm a called one and a one. ain't hey, no, yes, nobody paying me to do this. But people send an offer to go right to the ministry. Don't go in my pocket. That's for sure. Let's move on. Let's go to James chapter two, verse six, thir- verse 13. James chapter two, verse 13. That's something to think about. God's mercy. James chapter two, verse 13 says, listen to this. This is a hot one for some of y'all. For he shall have judgment without mercy that have it shown no mercy and mercy rejoices against judgment. Oh, sorry I mean, again, listen to this carefully. James chapter two, verse 13 says, for he shall have judgment without mercy that have shown no mercy, and mercy rejoices against judgment. (laughs) Did you hear that? Many people live their entire life. I'm telling you, I'm not lying to you. There are some people, listen to this, that never, ever, ever face up. Did you hear me? They do things to people, lie on people, accuse people of things. But they never, ever tell people they sorry for what they did. Never. Amen. And when they stand before God, that judgment is going to eat them up. They're going to be judged without mercy. That's something to think about. They're going to be judged without mercy because they didn't show none. Okay. Now, that's the thing about the heart. The Bible said the heart is deceivable of all things, and desperately wicked hook can out only God can man can know because it's tricky. Man goes by man's features and how he looks or how pretty shit all that stupidness. But God goes by the heart. And what will happen is they'll stand before God and face a God that won't have no mercy. <laughs> Me and my wife was discussing something slightly before we got ready for service. And she was saying about, uh, you got to have some type of success down here. I said, yes, that's true, because heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Some people think they're going to have success in heaven. How are you going to have success in anything in heaven if you had no success here? I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about money, beloved. I'm talking about having a successful walk a relationship with God here first. How are you gonna have a successful relationship with God in heaven? Well, you don't know. The Bible plainly states that heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Jesus said it, oh my goodness. Jesus said this himself. I go away to do what? Prepare who? You, a what? A place. It's a place for prepared people. You want good success? Obey God. I don't know why these uh, people don't take time to read that. now they don't take time to read the scripture. But check this out: Prosperity preachers use some of them scripture. Okay, that you're gonna you're gonna be blessed this and you're gonna be blessed that. It's right in the Bible. You paying these guys to tell you you're gonna be blessed? And it's right in the Bible. When the Bible says you are the blessed of the Lord who made the heaven and the earth, it's already there. You just need to accept the blessings of God. But you first have to get right with God. Don't be a fool. Don't think you're going to get all God's blessings. Because, see, God bless you with life every day you get up. That's a blessing. That's right. God bless you with life every day. You can move your fingers and your feet, move your mouth, dress yourself. That's a blessing because some people can't do that. Some people are born with no hands, no feet. Oh, yeah. So you're blessed. You got to first accept those basic blessings. Let God put breath in you every day because you don't have to. He can let it be. Cut off verse 13 again. For he shall have judgment without mercy that have shown no mercy. Mercy rejoices again. You're a person that live in mercy, you show mercy. You're kind to people. I didn't say I ain't mentioned nothing about being weak. There ain't no way no scripture said for us to be weak. The Bible said, Let the weak say we're strong. The Bible said, that the strong bear the families of the weak. Oh, you got to go by what the scripture said. But you let mercy surround you and you. You're cautious about how you treat people and you show mercy. Mercy will rejoice against judgment because you'll be able to keep going about your business. Let's move on. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter two, and verse 10. Listen to this verse. This is an interesting verse about us. It says, verse two of chapter chapter, uh, two, first Peter verse 10 says, which in time past we were not a people, but are now the people of God, which have it not, which have, okay, whoa, let me read it again. But which in time past, we were not a people, but are now the people of God. Which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. I'll read it again one more time. Which in time past, we were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And that's us. We weren't a people, but we went to church, some of us. Some of us. Everybody go to church. Beloved, everybody go to church. They got saved. Them never went to church before they got saved. Some was raised in church, but they still wasn't a people. They still wasn't a people. That's something to think about. They went to church. They still wasn't a people. They will still wasn't a people. All right. Let's take it back. Let's go back. There's a scripture in the Bible that simply said. That God chose the children of Israel out of all the families of the world. That's right. It wasn't the people who chose them. God didn't choose them other people as his. He said, made it plain. I chose them out of all of it. And this scripture here summed it up with us. We were a people without mercy. But now, after we accepted Christ as our personal Savior, we are. In the family of God. And we need to acknowledge that. Uh, Y'all ain't hear me today. We are in the family of God. Once we accept Christ as our personal Savior, once we start obeying God's word and asking him to direct our path, we are in the family of God. We are named among the family of heaven and earth under the same name. That's what the scripture says. Amen, amen. When you get to know your Word, you get to know all them excited things about who the living God is, and that He's a part of your life. Look at that verse, which in time past were not a people, now but are now the people. Ow, we are the people of God. Oh my gosh, that's exciting! We are now the people of God. We're no longer nobody. Oh, we were spiritual nobody before we met God. No, I want you to reject that song called, um, I was it said, I found the Lord. Stop singing that song, I think I found the Lord, and all that stuff. The Lord was never lost. The Lord Jesus Christ and God, God, mighty God, the Lord, the God of Israel was never lost. It was us who was lost in our sin. They keep tossing these songs about I found the Lord. He was never lost. <laughs> he was waiting on your crazy behind the get right? and Repent. He was waiting on you. You wasn't waiting on him. There's a man while well, I'm waiting for the Lord so I can find him. Anybody know where he's at? No. My Bible told me he sat on the right hand of God up. He rose from the dead. He could be found. Yeah. It's you. Who is lost. I'm sick of hearing those songs about I found the Lord. I searched and I searched and I found the Lord. You searched and you searched. It's just it's right in here. you do not going to go nowhere. Just go right here and go boot this off your Bible. Amen. It's right in the Bible. You ain't got to go searching nowhere. Yes, people try for the Holy Ghost. They should I'm not talking about that. You you ain't getting the Holy Ghost without being saved it. I know people want to twist it all up, make it sound good. now gotta go the Bible way. Anything else? That's not from God. So the scripture here, verse 13, tells us, verse 10, excuse me, which we are entire past, were not a people, but now a people which had not obtained mercy, but now because we accept Christ, we getting that good mercy. We getting them good mercy from God. Yes, God rain on the just as well as the unjust, but we're getting them good mercies of God. I, I love that. I love that. I love that. I like that. I, God, he, we, we got that mercy. Let's move on. Let's go to Matthew chapter five. I love that. I love that. Oh, my goodness. Matthew chapter five and verse seven. Matthew chapter five, verse seven. Listen to this. This is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking. Listen to this, beloved. It says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Do you want God's mercy? Do you want God's mercy on your life? Do you want God's mercy when you're going down the road? Do you want God's mercy when you walk in the store and it's being robbed and God protect you? That lunatic with the gun filled up the devil don't start shooting and shoot you. Do you want God's mercy? You walk in the bank and it's being robbed and God protects you, keep you calm and cool and everybody else going nuts. I'm serious. You want God's mercy when you're on your job and your boss is screaming and yelling at everybody. You just stand here calm. God got you under control. But you first have to do something. Listen what it said. Blessed are the peace, merciful. Blessed are the merciful. You got to show mercy to all the people. You got to learn how to show mercy to other people if you want God's mercy. That's the thing about God. God knows the heart. God knows the heart. God knows if your heart is right. Amen. God knows if you're scamming. Because see, some preachers, they'll accept everything you do as long as you give giving money. They don't care. They'll overlook your wrong. Like you ain't done nothing. I'm not that way. You can keep your stinking money. God to provide people that gonna walk right and do right. He got them, He got him. He got him. And I know he got them. The Bible said, "Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain." If you're not merciful, don't look for no mercy. If you're selfish, don't look for nobody to give you nothing. <laughs> I don't understand people. Check this out. There are some people that didn't do no work, but they go to the post office looking for a check. <laughs> Come on. I'm serious. There are some people that go to the mailbox thinking God's going to drop a check in the mailbox for them, didn't no work. I'm, I'm not lying to you. They believe in God for a check. Well, did you work anywhere? No. Did you try to work anywhere? No. Did you look for a job? No. Do you have a business of your own? No how you expect God to give you money? Oh, he's going to send me some money. You mean to tell me God is just going to drop money down to you like that? When everybody either got to work for it, all right? And you're just going to fold in your mailbox every time. I need to meet that person. I need to meet them. And I'm going to grab that check first. Because <laughs> I know it's not going to happen. That's foolishness. That's foolishness. The scriptures are blessed on emergency, fool. Well, they shall obtain mercy. If you don't know how to offer mercy, you're never gonna receive it. It's just the truth. The mercies of God over those that are merciful, that's not they're murderers. Listen to this. There's people that are murdering, big shot criminals, big time. But they some of them have mercy Amen. Even though they're murderers, criminals, thieves. But they show mercy on some people. Some of them will not harm a child. Some of them will not harm a woman. Some of them won't kill nobody. They're big time thieves and stuff. They're going to find a way to get out of there without harming anybody. It's people that have mercy. Not just church folks. Church, folk. church folks are not the main people that don't have mercy. They want your head. <laughs> they want your head right off the bat. They ain't sharing no mercy. sir <laughs> But God is a God of mercy. Okay, let's move on. Let's run over to Genesis. I just skipped Genesis, excuse me. Go to Genesis chapter 39. Let's skip Genesis. Go to Genesis chapter 39 real quick. Actually, let me skip Genesis chapter 39. And verse 21. Listen to this. Talk about mercy. Listen to this. Genesis chapter 39, verse 21 said, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. I'll read it again. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor with the keeper. Of the prison. God showed Joseph. Joseph was thrown in the You got to read the whole story. Joseph was thrown in the prison because the king's wife was a slut. She wanted him to go to bed with him and he said no. She kept trying. She tried for a couple of years to get him in bed with her. He was so smart and full of God's wisdom. The man wouldn't even look up at her. He kept his head on the ground. He wouldn't look up at her. He wouldn't so she could save his lust and after. He wouldn't even look on her. She was so nasty. So she got mad when him said, i throw you in prison. Oh, well, but I'm not getting in bed with you. So she tried to rip his clothes off. He had to read the story. And he wound up in prison, but God showed him favor. And God had mercy on him. When other people in prison didn't get that kind of mercy. You gotta walk with God. You gotta live right with God for God to show you mercy. Show me, I, I, I don't know how many times God <clears throat> has extended his mercy to me. When I get there, when I get in eternity, I'll find out how much God showed us, extended his mercy. And I'm sure it's quite a few times. I don't even know my most of I could tell you a day I was driving a highway, all of us was coming back from Virginia one day. My brother was driving, my sisters were driving, everybody driving. We were all going separate ways. And we was on uh New Jersey Turnpike. I got on New Jersey Turnpike and start driving. My brother and my sister, were, I don't know where my sister was probably already because she's a highway girl flying. I'm driving. But between exit one and exit 13, I don't remember nothing. When I got up to exit 13, I just woke up waving to my brother by as he was going down and get off the dead off to go across the church, Washington Bridge. God, mercy drove my car from exit one to exit 13. I don't remember enough. I just woke up waving to my brother, see you later. I was stunned beyond belief that God allowed that car to drive. An angel must be got in there and drove that car for me all oh, that way. I cannot to this day remember Well, how I fell asleep. All I know I woke up, my wife was knocked out sleep, And all I remember is waving to my brother. I never forgot that. God's mercy is there when we don't even expect it. That's why we have to strive to live godly. I'm not making this up. This is why we have to personally strive to walk with God every day. Stop playing church. When it's time for service, sit you behind and watch the online service you're watching. Sit down and watch it. Stop running around the house and doing all this other stuff. Sit down and get something from God. You need God's mercy. I need God's mercy because we don't know what we're going to face during the week. When I go out to take my wife to work sometime, it's madness out there. Oh, it's only God's mercy. That's why the scripture says. That's why the scripture says. Hold on. Okay. I don't want my teeth turning right on. All right. Okay, that's why the scripture says in Genesis chapter 21, Verse 39, uh, uh, 39, verse 21 says, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. God wants to give you favor. Favor nobody else can give you. Favor that no one else can give you. That's what I like about God. There's another thing you can put on this I like about God. He will give you favor that nobody else can give you. We used to sing that song, Can't Nobody Do You Like Jesus. Oh, it's true. It's true when you get to know the Lord for yourself. When we get to know the Lord for ourselves, we could get to know his faith in our behalf. Let's move on. Let's go to Romans chapter nine. Romans chapter 9 and verse 15. Look what it says. Look at that verse. Look at look at this verse. This is a very important verse. Romans chapter 9 verse 15 said, For, for he saith to Moses, that's the Lord speaking. For he saith to the Lord, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Look at that verse. If the Lord speaker, listen, I'm gonna read it again. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion. On whom I will have compassion, isn't that something? You got to get your life in a place where you are that person, God have mercy. Are oh, y'all hearing me? You gotta get your life in a place where you are that person. That receive God's mercy because he said he's had mercy on whom he will have mercy and have compassion on whom he will have compassion. Oh. To be in a life anything less than that is foolish. Playing like Russian roulette. You want to be in a place in your life where God have mercy. You could go to God and ask Him to have mercy. You could go to God and ask that mercy. There's one of the things. I pray for certain people when God leads me to well, certain issue. I ask God to have mercy. Then Paul for his ministering angel, servant, just Serious. See everybody that's a, a servant of Justin isn't saved, but they're of justice. You got to read the scripture. But you want to be in a place in your life, beloved, where you are that person that God have compassion on. you, you, you got to do your part too. You got to show compassion on other people. Don't expect God to have compassion on you if you know you're not a compassionate person. Compassion don't mean being weak. It means having compassion on other people. Go look up the word mercy. Go look up the word. having mercy on other people, wherein you could fall in that lie where the scripture said, God have mercy on whom he will, and you're one of those people that he will have mercy on. Amen, amen. We got to get right and stay right. I was preaching the message not too long ago, some time ago, and while I was preaching, I wound up preaching by myself. I was preaching about some stuff that I was doing years ago, years ago, many years ago. I was preaching by myself, and he hit me and said, you're talking about you. <laughs> I remember I had to get right back there. Isn't that something? Don't think when we preach, it's don't be whipping our behinds. It do be. That's why we got to live right. While I was preaching, that it hit me and said, you remember when you used to do that a long time ago? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm right now, I'm right now. <laughs> you got to pick yourself. You got to make sure you're in the faith, that you're not a castaway. Because you can fool yourself, you know. You could go through all the religious motions and not know God and not walk with it. I want to tell you something. One of the greatest things that I'm grateful for out of everything I know, and that's my pastor, the late Apostle John of Washington, telling us constantly, Screaming and yelling at us, tell us, gifts and calling come to our repentance. Make sure you're right with God. That's right. Make sure you live in right. Make sure you live in holy. Make sure you have Christ as your savior. You run around preaching and teaching to people, make sure you're not a castaway yourself. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm not a castaway. I know I live for God. Amen. Because it's really important. It's really, really, really important that you know that you're really walking with God. Don't fool yourself. Romans 9, 15, and it said, for he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Put yourself in. That you want God to have compassion and mercy on you. But if you don't put yourself in that position, you ain't getting it. You're not getting no mercy from God. You're not getting nothing, 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 nothing. zero. The life you live is the greatest testimony you can ever have of the life you live. I see people get up and testify about all this that, and the other. The greatest testimony that you can ever have is you live right. Many years ago, when I first got saved, I was curious about uh, everybody running around talking about live right every day, live right every day, blah, 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 blah. You should, I, was, I was confused. Well, I, would say I was confused. I didn't understand. They talk about you got to be holy every day. Blah, 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 Oh, no, no. It was praise God every day. Praise God all day long. Praise God all day long. You can praise God all day long. All day long. All day long. So I asked the Lord. I, was, I didn't understand. I just got saved. I want to know how you praise the Lord. How do we praise you all day long? I want to know. I don't understand we can't go to work. And hallelujah, hallelujah. Because I used to be a bike messenger when I first got saved i ride my back. How in the world am I going to be riding my bike? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I look at I'm going to be telling me. I'm riding my bike in Manhattan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. i going to run over my hallelujah behind. So I asked the Lord one day. I said, Lord, I don't understand. How do, how do we praise your day? And the Lord shocked the fool out of me with his answer. He simply said, Bernard, you praise me by living right every day. I was stunned. I was. I thought he was going to say something else. I thought he might say, you clap your hands when you can or something. He said, no. You praise me every day by living right. Then that word of God. That stuck with me the rest of my life. God will speak to you and tell you and correct you. He'll answer your question based off his word. And that's the for me. You want to praise God every day? Live right. That's the greatest praise you could do outside of hallelujah. By you living right every day? You worship God and glorify him. And the devil hates that. He don't mind you giving money, clapping your hands, saying hallelujah from your mouth. But when you're living right, he hates that because he knows he can't get you. But we got to find obstacles to trip you up. That's a fact. At first, God have mercy on whom He will have mercy, and whom He will have compassion on. You gotta get yourself there, beloved, in the mercies of God. You gotta get there. Let's okay. We just about finished. Let's go to Hebrews chapter four. We just about finished. Hebrews chapter four. And verse 16, listen to this. Listen to this. This is a good one, good one, good one. Yum, yum, yum. Okay, Hebrew chapter 4, verse 16, it says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. Let me read it again. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need now. That's a big, that's a poor one Because that scripture says saying several things. <laughs> that scripture says, say, look over, look at that verse. It says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Go up to God's grace. Go up to God's throne. Get on your knees or sit in your chair whatever you go before God. Father, in Jesus' name, I come before you right now. I need your grace. I need your help right now. But you got to be living. The Cambodian before him. Don't come and say you wishy-washy. Come on. Yeah, Lord, I need your help right now. I know I do my thing when I'm in the mood. He ain't hearing you. The scripture says, let us therefore, come Cambodian to the throne of grace that we want may obtain mercy. That we want. That we want may obtain, collect, get, receive. We may obtain mercy to help us through the week. We're going through a rough patch. The people on the job act like true devils this week. They make it sure They make you miserable. So you go before the throne of grace, asking for mercy that you may obtain mercy. You go to the throne of grace that you might obtain mercy. Amen. Ah, and fine. Uh, grace. Now, I want you, I want to explain something. There's two things I want to say. God is not taking away your trials. He wants you to pass them. You hear what I said? God's not taking away your trials. He wants you to pass them. He wants you to pass the test. So you don't have to keep taking it over. He's going to give you grace to help you pass that in a time of need. Oh, glory to God. But the other thing I want to tell you, that the Bible, and nowhere in the Bible said climb up the rough side of the mountain. And you to have that song. I'm climbing up the rough side of the mountain. I'm doing my best to make it in. And then it come again one more time. It, <clears throat> I'm climbing up, coming up, yeah, on the rough side of the mountains. Then he goes and say this. I'm doing my best <clears throat> to make it in. He's lying. Ain't no wind in the Bible. It said, climb up the rough side of the mountain and that you're doing your best to make it in. Either you're going to make it in or you're not. Jesus said, speak to that mountain. He didn't say, climb up that mountain. What are you climbing for when the Lord says speak? The Bible said, Acts and it shall be given. Seek and thou shall find. Knock and it shall be unto you. Why you? Why you climbing up a rough side? I mean, y'all, y'all folks need to get out of the foolishness and get in the scripture. Many people talk about they climbing up a rough side. You know, I'm going up the rough side. Good for you. I'm gonna speak to the mountain. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the word. You, you can follow those songs like climb up to the rough side. Don't fall down now. <laughs> and, um, I'm just real, listen and truthful. You can speak to the mountain in your life. You can obtain mercy to help you and grace to help you the time of need when you go through the rough side. Come on, everybody do go through rough you. But don't tell me about you climbing up no rough side of no mountain. And he says, speak to the mountain. You know what he says? The reason why, he says, speak to the mountain so you wouldn't spend your life falling off or of, uh, trying to climb up the mountain. Speak to the mountain and tell it to get out of your way. All right. The scripture said if you have a grain of seed, it's a musket seed. And you spill it. Little, tiny. You need to look up a musket seed. It's tiny, but it grows into a great tree. So if you have faith in the grains of the seed and don't doubt in your heart tell that mountain to move, it's going to move. Oh, when you tell us the mountain to move, just don't pull it in front of nobody else. <laughs> the truth is, beloved, you can't obtain God's mercy. His mercy and His grace can abide with you until the day you leave this earth. But you have to obtain it. You have to show mercy to other people. You have to be kind to other people. You have to be godly. The Bible said in all our ways, acknowledge him. And he'll direct your path. acknowledge God. A lot of times people don't want to acknowledge God. That's why they cannot obtain his mercy. Because they go do things without asking him. Or even inviting him to be a part of it. But they're doing something wrong. And then they want God's mercy. I always tell the story about one of my brother-in-law's. <laughs> this, is, this is funny, but it really happened. My brother-in-law wanted to buy my car, borrow my car. I don't let my car to nobody, but my brother-in-law, uh, we were friends before we married my sister. <laughs> the best friend like my brothers. That just me. Really so I told him, I said, so-and-so? Don't take my car, nowhere. it don't belong. It's not going to go. Oh, he said, oh, yeah, Bernard, whatever. Okay. I gave him my keys, went about my business? He got a car and drove up. That dude had the name to call me and say, hey, Bernard, your car won't start." What are you talking about? He got stuck on the bridge. What bridge? What you doing on the bridge? I know you're going nowhere. He He was going to see somebody that he wasn't supposed to go see. So the car stopped on him. I told you, my car's not going the no way, you don't got no business going. I don't know, do ask me, my car had a brain of it on either, God bless me with that car. And I only not even where God say go, all right? So and that car helped keep me in check. So I wasn't going the no way I wasn't supposed to go because I know it's not going. I don't understand, I never figured that out. That car would not go where you're not supposed to go. The car's gonna shut off me. We called her Betsy. Betsy wasn't going, where she wasn't supposed to go, okay? I'm telling you right now, it wasn't going. So he there. he brought the car back. He said, I don't know but something wrong with your car, man. I was going somewhere. I told you, it don't go where it's not supposed to go. I have no control over that car with that. If you go and see some woman and you got your wife at home, it's not going. You on your own. And that's exactly what happened with him. He learned his lesson. Don't borrow my car. It don't go where it's supposed to go. When you dedicate your things to God, God's going to look after it. They take people back and forth to church and all kinds of... When you, you see, this, this is where we mess up, beloved. You want God's mercies? You got to dedicate yourself and your things to God. When you're paying tithes and offerings, do it from your heart. Don't do it because you have to. If you're going to be a blessing to this ministry, which we do need, keep throwing the air and do all stuff that we're doing ministry-wise. Do it from your heart. If you send a dollar, do it from your heart. Don't do it because I acts. Do it because you love the work of God. That's simple. Then God bless you. Because I can't bless you like God can. God can bless you with faith, good health, promotion. Oh, it's a gazillion things. Who knows? Something you could have been praying about for years. You'd be a blessing to a ministry. God bless you. I know an individual that was waiting several months for god to bless that and god bless that faithfulness oh my god you got to be faithful to god amen you want his mercy i'm telling you sometimes it's just mercy the red man comes and you're living right before God, you don't have the mer- the rent, and God will touch that rent, man. I, that, I'm t- oh, God, and he would touch that. They have mercy on you and give you a little more time. And then God will work it out. That's God and his mercy. How do you see these lion wonders teaching prosperity, prosperity? You need God's mercy. You need God's mercy on your life every day. You need God's mercy to deal with you, guide you, and direct you every day. Because you don't know what you're going to face. Prosperity ain't going to do that. God's mercy and his grace is what's going to do that. Some of y'all may be watching this broadcast now that don't know the Lord or wherever you're watching this broadcast or listen to the podcast that we have or you're watching on YouTube or Twitter however you watch. Everyone under the sound of my voice must be safe if you want to have eternal life. It's a personal thing. God said he would have mercy on whom he would have mercy. He's trying to tell you something. He wants to have mercy on you. Being religious, uh that's okay. If you don't want eternal life, but if you want eternal life, you have to be saved. If you want, if you want to go to where Almighty God lives, you have to repent of your sins and accept Christ that you're saved. Being religious is not going cut it, forever. he he's not about that. Amen. Anything could be your religion. Anything could be your teaching. It's not about about righteousness. everyone want to hear the sound of my voice? Ah, your head. And let's pray this in his prayer. Oh, that's not thing Everybody repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and my life and be my personal savior. I ask that you have mercy on me and help me to understand your word and your will each and every day. Move in my life and help me to see who you are for me and that I might obtain eternal life and attain your mercy and grace continually in Jesus. I accept you as my first name, Savior, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, beloved, you can visit our website, www.thetabernacledeliveranceinc.org. You can leave a prayer request, you can, leave a, um, you can leave a prayer request. You can leave a, 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 a testimony. And also, you can become a partner and help uh, give love offerings and stuff, both to the, uh become a partner page. Also, I just want to let you know, in the upcoming week or so, I will be adding another page to the website about an upcoming play that we all, I have a group of people going to see, I'll be going to see also. It's at the Sites of the South Theater. I'll be posting it on uh, the website shortly. Uh, you can book your tickets and everything there. No, it's not free. I'm not doing it. I'm going to see it I'm in the theater a couple of times. It's a theater where they have live plays with live animals. It's really nice. The hotel, everything will be right there for you there. I'll have that on the website, hopefully, uh, one day during the week. But listen, in the meantime, obtain God mercy. Walk with God peace. And also be a blessing to the ministry. And what you can. We love you. We see you on Wednesday night for Bible study at 8 15 p.m. by the grace of God, right here. God bless.